Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here is Bryce's statement just released after we went on the air this morning for Nats fans and about his time with the Nationals. This is the first time he's done this since he signed in Philadelphia. If you would have told me five years ago I'd be walking into Nationals Park as an opposing player, I would have told you you were crazy. Five years later, I'm doing just that. I remember the first day I walked into Nats Park. My first base hit, my first home run, and of course, my first standing ovation. Nationals fans delivered that first ovation. The things that I will miss most are the relationships I gained on a personal level with so many of the Nationals staff and workers around the ballpark. Every day I walked in, I got a smile or shared a laugh with you. I especially want to thank the Lerner family and Mike Rizzo for the unwavering support they showed me during my tenure in D.C. The city of D.C. was home. Philomena's, the Silver Diner, the Italian Store, and countless other places helped make it feel like home. You, Nationals fans, made me one of your own for the entire time I was a part of the Nationals organization. I'm so blessed to have been able to play for a fan base that cared so much about our team each and every night. You will always hold a special place in my heart no matter what. I look forward to continuing Harper's Heroes with LLS in the DMV, as well as making sure the legacy fields bearing my name are the best youth fields in town. When I run on the field tonight, I'm sure to hear some boos, but I will always remember the cheers and the screams that are still with me right now as I start my new chapter. So for that, DC, thank you. I think that's a really well a good done job. letter. Very nice note. And I will say, well, well, I think he probably should have tweeted something right away. Who cares what I think? I think he's handled this really well. He has said all the right things. He has at no point slapped DC in the face, I don't think. I mean, you, you can take issue with how pro-Philadelphia he is if you want. But you're kind of digging. He said nothing negative about his experience with the Nats. And, and one thing I want to point out, Danny. Barry's for Lucas on the show at 1130 today. You read his story like I did Absolutely, yesterday. Absolutely, yeah. There were a couple anecdotes in there we didn't know about. One of them was his first contract offer going into the offseason from the Nationals came during a game in September. Yeah. There was rain that led to a rain delay against the Marlins at the end of September, last home game of the season. And he was in the dugout and then in the clubhouse, and one of the staffers came up to him and said, hey, Davey Martinez wants to talk to you in his office. So he goes to Davey's office in the clubhouse. Davey's not there. Mark and Ted Lerner are sitting in that office, Danny. They hand him an envelope. They say, don't you want to open it? And he said, no, we might have more baseball to play. So he opens it with his wife after the game. In that envelope was the offer, mm-hmm. 10 years for $300 million with the explanation on the deferments for a, a long time. His reaction, according to the story from Sperluga, was, This is an amazing first offer. I feel like we might be a national again. The problem was that that was not the first offer. It was the only offer. Mm -hmm. 10 and 300 deferred, and he never got back to the nationals, nor did Boris, so you can blame them for that. Yes. But the nationals also never got back to them. I mean, they weren't making additional offers either. So the Phillies eventually make him the 13-year offer. 
But that was only after he had met with Ted Lerner and Ted Lerner's wife around the holidays. His wife at one point instructing Ted to get this get deal it done. done. Yeah. So the Nationals made a second offer at that time. That offer was for 12 years and $250 million. Less in every way except the number of years. Right. And the only thing they came up with was the years because that's what Bryce wanted was a bunch of years. So he never had to go through this again, apparently. And the money came way down. And the deferments were even Went greater. Up, yeah. And so at that point, that I got to tell you, that's a bad offer. The first offer, 10 and 300, I don't think it's a bad offer. The offer after that, after they'd signed Corbin and done some other things, was not a good offer. That was a bad offer. And that was when Bryce, for the first time, told his wife, we're probably not going to be in D.C. I cannot fault him for not taking either of those offers. Nor I. Absolutely. Take, do what you want. The The sentiment, though, and this is what I can't wait to ask Barry about this. The Bryce was doing kind of his puppy dog routine to to, to Barry. I, I, I want to be in D.C. so, DC so bad. I, I, we're going to stay in D.C. I'm pumped to be in D.C. You have control over this process. Steven Strasburg wanted to be in D.C. He instructed Scott Boris get an extension done. I don't fault him for this, by the way. But you chose the... Scott Boris playbook of free agency, which is your right. You've earned that right. The Scott Boris playbook is we receive offers. You don't hear from us for a long time. And owners get antsy in the pantsy, and then they increase their offer. That's what A-Rod did to get a billion dollars. That's what Bryce did to get a billion dollars. And that's fine. That's that's your right. But the idea that somehow you never communicated back with the Nationals, they offered you something. If you counter and they go, no, well, now – You've, you've returned the ball to their court. They offered you well, something. And, and they, in that story, it yeah. said that Bryce Harper told Scott Boris basically a couple of times to get back with the Nationals. Every time we get an offer, tell the Nationals what it is. It doesn't sound like Boris did that. Now, he works for you, so maybe you could have been more adamant. But again, I, I think that Bryce Harper can say, honestly, I wanted to be a National and still have moved on to the Phillies. Absolutely, absolutely. So my, my point here is, though, I don't buy that. I buy that he wanted to be a free agent, which is his right, and he wanted to get a record amount of money or, or years, whatever it is, which is also his right. I don't buy this. I wanted to be a national thing really bad because you would have countered. Well, I believe that he wanted to do the two things you just said, and they wanted it to be in Washington, D.C. That's what I, I think that he thinks. That would have been ideal. It is yep. unprecedented, That's by fair. the way, that someone like Bryce Harper has not gotten that offer from his own team. Mm-hmm. I think all along he assumed he would get his 13 and 330, and it would come from Washington. You and I did shows a calendar year and a half ago, and That's we're right. saying, offer him right now $400 million. I don't think he ever for one second thought the best offer he was going to get from the Nats was $300 million with major deferments. And he certainly was blindsided when they offered him 250 over 12. So I think he wanted to break the record. I think he wanted to be a free agent and see what was out there. But I do really believe, Danny, that he wanted those things to end with him staying in D.C., and it just didn't work out that way. The key line to me is, so I didn't talk to them for probably the first two months of the offseason. That's a quote from Harper. Yeah. That tells me everything, which is, and again, this is his right. I've chosen the Scott Boris, get me the most, get me the best offer playbook, right? Which, again, he he should do that if that's what he wants. If he wants to be a national, then you get a contract offer for them, you start going back and forth with them. And if the Nats tell you, no, we're not going past that, now I know that. Now you can go do something else. But I, so I, I kind of don't buy. It's, to me, that's two sides. That See, are, I think that all are of it can be equal. <clears throat> I I think that's how free agency works. And when you became a free agent, which had as much to do with the Nationals as it did you, by the way, absolutely. That's two sides. Absolutely. You hit free agency. Now this is how it works. Now I've got to wait. I can't even start getting offers until they come in. No mm-hmm. one's doing anything until the winter meetings. It, it's not, what am I going to call you up three weeks later and say, hey, obviously we haven't gotten any offers yet. Just wanted to say hello. I mean, there's a process that has to play out at this point. 
I really do believe he wanted the record to be from the Nats, and it just didn't come. Doesn't matter. He's a Philly now, mm-hmm. and he should be treated as such tonight. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 